Now we're getting to the bottom of everything. It's time for Mother Angelica. I mean, that's awesome. Answering the call. Answering the call. This world is no place for Catholic chickens. Answering the call. You call that a failure? I call it a great success. Here's Father Joseph and Doug Keck. Well, the phones are ringing once again, and Mother Angelica is answering the call from the classic TV shows of the 80s and 90s. I'm Doug Keck, along with my cohort here, our network chaplain, Father Joseph Mary Wolf. Great to be with you once again. And always with you, too. And I think one of the segments here I like where Mother wants us to get back to what's in your heart. What is the intention with which you are doing what you are doing? Absolutely. A couple of topics. Pray for and love your children. Absolutely. Who are you playing for? And also saints that you can pray to. Uh, But first up, a remedy for resentment. Kind Mm -hmm. of an interesting uh, uh, conversation mother has (laughs) with somebody in in a tough Mm -hmm. situation. Yeah. So a lot of people we know deal with this. And I know people that have really been helped with the Al-Anon movement. And why is that helpful? Because you realize you're not alone and you can learn from the experience of each other in dealing with someone who has alcoholism in your home, which is always very disruptive and hard on everyone in the family. And yet there are ways that the experience of others can give us enlightenment to help us to move forward and uh, have peace in our own lives as well. Right, and I think the great point that Mother makes here is that, of course, you have to be loving and caring, and you want to heal that person. But at the same time, they have free will. Mm -hmm. And she says, you have a right from God to be peaceful, and you can't allow the mistakes, the sins, whatever, anyone else to rob you of that peace. You know, there's a great, there's a number of little sayings in the Alcohol Anonymous movement and and the Al-Anon movement that just kind of bring home these little short little things like mother is saying uh, one of them is my happiness is my responsibility kind of what mother was saying there Um, say what you mean mean what you say but don't be mean when you say it (laughs) and lord put your arm around my shoulder and your hand over my mouth (laughs) right because sometimes we can be uh, ugly and when that's not the best answer for things. Well, as we all know, when you're put under stress many mm-hmm. times, you know, people say things at the spur of the moment they don't really mean, they haven't thought mm-hmm. them through, and, it, and it's very, very difficult. And that's why it's important to, I think, to count to 10 mm-hmm. or, like you said, to, to offer up a little prayer to say, Lord, you know, help me to find the right words in this situation. And the memory, right? Mother brings out so well here. It's all in your memory. You're replaying the thing, going over and over again. And that's where resentment, regret, and guilt come from. So we bring that to the Lord and we forgive and we choose to forgive. We choose to be merciful, learning with our memory what the Lord did. Right. Really letting go and letting God, a remedy for resentment. We have another call. Hello? Hello, Mother. Where are you from? Uh, Navarre, Ohio, near Canton. Oh, I remember Navarre, Ohio. Well, uh, my mother-in-law tells me that her baby sister used to play with you when you were a little girl. Well, I wouldn't doubt it. A long time ago in Canton. Oh, don't remind me how long. My... <laughs> <laughs> well, I just thank God that you're staying healthy and have such a wonderful program. Thank I've you, I've only been a Catholic now for about four years, and I'm working real hard at trying to do everything right and grasp everything. I 
calling for repentance against resentment. About six months ago, I joined Al-Anon, and it's been a, a true godsend to me. My husband is a severe alcoholic, practicing alcoholic, and I'm having a lot of problems in letting go of past hurts and things that I know I've let them hurt me, but I'm having trouble getting rid of it. Yeah. And I, I keep asking God to please take this from me. And I think I need some help. Yeah. Well, resentment, regret, guilt, it's all in the memory, isn't it? That's what you're saying. You're saying, I remember, I remember, I remember. And all of this resides in the, in, in the memory. And our Lord gave us a remedy. One day he said, be compassionate as your father is compassionate and be merciful as your father is merciful. It is the father's will that you and I are merciful as he was merciful. It is the father's will that we forgive as we have been forgiven. It is the father's will that we accept the cross, no matter how deep and bitter and awesome it is, from his holy hand, his permitting hand. So whether he permits or ordains, it's like you're in the position you're in. It's, you're kind of stuck with it. But look upon it as that opportunity to be like Jesus. We need to repent of our resentments. Because they rob us of peace. And no one has the right to rob you of peace and joy. You have a right from God to be peaceful. And you can't allow the mistakes, the sins, whatever, of anyone else to rob you of peace. Our Lord said something kind of clever one day. He said, when you go into a house, he said, say peace to this house. He said, if there's a man in there or a family who does not accept your peace, take it back. Well, how do you like that? In other words, don't lose it. And then he said, go to the middle of the village and shake the dust from your feet. What does that mean? You're going to go around and shake in your feet with dust? No. It means that there's the slightest memory that antagonizes you or causes you any kind of anxiety or frustration. Shake it off. Give it to the Lord. He's got big shoulders. As a Christmas present, as a birthday present to Jesus, Say, Jesus, I don't have much to give you this year. But I want to give you the biggest and the best present I can manage. I give you all the resentment I have towards my husband. I give it to you, and I want peace in my mind and heart. Peace for him and peace for myself. From the agony of pain, I ask for peace. And next up here in part one is pray for and love your children. Absolutely. Mm. You know, I really don't understand 
the mindset of completely cutting your parents out of your life. Whatever that aggravates you about them or whatever's going on, I just really can't understand that mindset. And we pray that we would always have an appreciation for our parents, you know, even if they're nagging or whatever the situation is. Um, you know, I had a relative whose daughter did that. And so her father died. She didn't show up. And we went to the grave and we prayed for her that God would give her grace. And remarkably, it was just a couple of months later, this unknown car drives up to her mother's house, rings the doorbell. She says, well, do you know who I am? No, I'm your daughter. And she just wept and there was a reconciliation. So right. I think we can't ever give up hope. We continue to pray and please do love your parents. Right, and, and on the other side, St. Monica, letting them go and loving your kids and knowing you keep mm-hmm. praying for them. But exactly, and how many people, I've seen it on Facebook and places, you know, who had these relationships as a problem, and then that person dies. Right. And it's too late in mm-hmm. their mind, and they're suffering mm-hmm. because of some stupid argument. Yeah, now's the time to be reconciled. Now's the time to love those in our lives. Pray for and love your children, and maybe your parents too. We have another call. Hello? Yes. Good evening, Mother Angelica. Good evening. Where are you from? I'm calling you from South Louisiana, and I think I can identify with the caller who just spoke with you, the gentleman with the uh, heart surgery. My husband underwent this last December the 13th, and praise God, he's a new man totally. Sometimes I think we have to be knocked down before we can realize what we have. And we are spiritually separated from some of our children. We have tried... Yeah. Uh, you know, the prayers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, at times I feel angry, and then yeah. I say, no, there's something that God's trying to tell me through this. But, Mother, I do get weary. This is going on 13 years. Yeah. And I say, just please, if they would just darken the sill of our door and come to us. We have extended our hands out. We need our children. We love them. They were born cradle Catholics, raised in the Catholic schools. We've tried as much as we could as humans. I know it's in God's hands, but I need to be helped, Mother. Yeah, well, you know this little passage I just read about our sins being like, becoming like snow and becoming white as wool. I know you feel angry and deserted by your children. You need to repent of that. I think that's what you're trying to say. But you see, because they have left and they're not coming back, sometimes we feel we have a right to be angry. And maybe we do. But you can't carry anger with you all the time. You have to release these children to the Lord. Not forget them. Not not love them. You must love them. And you must pray for them. But you can't carry you can't carry that load. If I give you something, I can't take it back. And that's what we do with Jesus. We give him something, we take it back. We give it, we take it back. We give it, we it's like a game. It's been a lot of years since they've gone. And there's nothing worse than a mother's heart. And you're disappointed. And this is the holiday season. And we kind of hope things will change. And 
And sometimes the things that has to change is us. Not only do we need to repent our anger and our disappointment, but you can't allow anybody, even if it's your children, to have such power over you that they determine whether you feel good or not good, whether you're close to God or whether you're not close to God. That isn't what God wants. He really doesn't want that. You see, you've, you've brought them into the world, you've raised them, and now you've got to leave them go. You pray for them, like Monica prayed 30 years for Augustine. Well, look what happened to him, huh? Pray for them and continue to love them, but let it go. Give that gift to Jesus. That's a big package with a big ribbon on it. It finally says, Lord, after all this time, I give this big box to you with all my children in it. I leave it to you. You know, this is your gift. Raise your hearts and know that he loves them more than you do. There's more Mother Angelica answering the call on EWTN Radio. Let's return to Mother Angelica answering the call with Father Joseph and Doug Kecht on EWTN Radio. And we move into part two of this program. Thank you for staying with us. And Father, the question is, who are you playing for? Yeah, so what's in your heart? What is the real intention here with what you're playing? And please, God, you know, a pastor always has in mind what is best for the spiritual life of the flock. Please, God, that's the case. And assume goodwill on his part. Sometimes a fresh approach is needed. You know, just uh, he has a particular idea that he thinks is going to be beneficial for his flock as the pastor. So we assume goodwill, and as Mother says, just pray for him. Right. And I think the point here uh, being made as well is the idea of, you, this organist was playing, and then they said, well, we're mm-hmm. not going to use an organ anymore at Mass. And this person was very upset. And, and mm-hmm. Mother points out, well, you have an organ at home, you still get to play for God yeah. effectively, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not the same. Well, who are you playing for? Are you playing for the Lord, or mm-hmm. are you playing for the people there like it's a performance? Right. And, of course, we do want to have a positive influence on people, and music is a way that people can do that and feel like they're contributing to But ultimately, it comes down to, I'm doing this for you, Lord. Even if nobody hears it, even if nobody sees it, I'm doing it for you, and that's what's pleasing. And that is one of the toughest things, I think, many times for people who are doing hopefully good things, Mm -hmm. is to realize that, you know, uh, maybe people don't realize that's what you're doing, and you have to say to yourself, why Mm -hmm. am I doing this? Exactly. What's my motivation? Is it for people to think what a nice guy I am, or mm-hmm. is it because this is what I feel called to do? And I found that too, just receiving complaints, which I'm not welcoming here, but, <laughs> but it purifies my own motives. Why am I here? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Absolutely. And that again is our chaplain, Father Joseph Mary <laughs> Wolf, who you can write to, care of the network. <laughs> no. And now we'll see who are you playing for. We have another call. Hello? This is Ivory Jolivaire from Napoleonville. Mother Angelica, I have been playing for the church 
for 41 years freely. And we have a new priest come in four years ago, and uh, he kicked me out. He kicked and you got out? Some, yes, he got someone that is uh, non-Catholic to play that uh, old jazzy stuff for Mass on Sunday. But my real Catholic way of playing for the Catholic Church, did I you, was kicked out. Did you play the organ? I played the organ, yes. Wonderful. And you're having a hard time forgiving. I made the solemn promise to the good Lord, if he let me live to reach the age of 62, I, to retire, I will play until my dying day. Do you have an organ at home? I, I have an organ at home, but I wanted, I play for mass on Sunday. Well, good. That's mine. But uh, it's hard for me to get that off my mind. I know it is. It's hard because I dedicate my life playing for the honor and glory of God. And this priest came and hired a non-Catholic man and paying him a salary. So I take it very hard. Yeah, but well, I, I, I can see that. I, I understand that. And I, I, I think logically there may is reason for you feeling bad. But you see, you can't always think logically or by reason alone. See, who were you praying for, huh? Were you praying for Father? Were you praying for the people? You are praying for God, weren't you? You know who he was praying for? For God? But you can pray for God at home. And you can pray all day if you want. See, don't forget who you were praying, playing for. You're playing for God. You don't have to be in a church to play for God. You don't have to be heard by a congregation to play for God. You play on Sundays and play with all your heart. But don't be resentful. If the priest has done wrong, he will have to answer for that to the good Lord. If he's been unkind or ungrateful or uncharitable, you have to pray for him. See, we can't always forgive unless we do good. Love your enemies, do good to them, pray for them. That's the, that's the, that's the counsel the Lord gave us. Huh? So you have to pray for Prophet. And you have to really go, go in, the, in the chapel sometime or the church or even in your, in your living room and, and, and put this, this resentment, that's what it is, really. Put this resentment in your hand and just raise it up to God and say, Jesus, I want to give you this. I don't want to ever take it back. I've played. I'm retired now. I'm going to pray for you in my home as long as I want for Our Lady to hear and the angels to hear all of heaven. You see, we can't always do what we used to do. And even though it seems very unjust to pay someone to do something that you're willing to do for nothing, it doesn't even make sense, does it? But because it doesn't make sense and seems so unjust, that gives you an excuse not to forgive. And I know it's a burden on you. You don't seem to be the kind of person who wants to hang with that burden on. So give it to the Lord tonight. Will you, Lord, I just ask that he, he gets rid of this resentment and 
walks in the way of the Lord and has a peaceful heart. Don't allow anyone to take away your peace. Your peace lies in the Lord's. And closing out this week's program, saints that you can pray to. There's a whole bunch, aren't there? Think about that. I love the quote of Pope Benedict, that there's this luminous trail of the saints throughout history that shows us the truth of the gospel and how it brings beauty into the lives of people, these saints. And they show us how to live the gospel in our own particular circumstances. We're not to become exactly like a particular saint, but we can learn from them different aspects of how to apply the gospel to my circumstances. Right, and Mother mentioned some that we featured. You know, Catherine of Siena, mm-hmm. we did a program, Teresa Avila, a wonderful program. We did a, a program not that uh, long ago, within the last year, on a little Margaret of Costello, you know, mm-hmm. person really leading a tough life. Yeah, I really enjoyed that uh, docudrama that we produced on Margaret of Costello because it shows you that even when you've got your own personal disabilities as she had and mm-hmm. troubles, and yet you can bring the joy of gospel to, of the gospel to others and really have a positive influence on others through Christ. And another one she mentions here, Mother talks of the, the Sacred Heart of Christ, and I know how you were involved with enthroning mm-hmm. homes through the Sacred Heart, right? And the monastery, too. So we did that because the sisters, when they moved up to Hansville, they wanted to re-enthrone, really, the monastery to the Sacred Heart and devote everything to him. Absolutely. Saints that you can pray to. We have another call. Hello? Hello, Mother. I'm from uh, New Mexico, Santa Fe. Oh, wonderful. And thank you uh, for taking my call. I, um, I was baptized a year ago, Easter, and under the name of Blessed Faustina. And thanks to your television show, I, I've been able to come into this church and I attend Mass daily now. Uh, Mother, I wonder if you could tell me, you can laugh with so much joy. And I think when you take those sighs, maybe you're holding back some tears, I feel so much fullness of the emotions of, of, of life, of joy, of all the people suffering. Mm-hmm. When, when I attend the cathedral, I'd like to stay there and pray, because when I'm there and when there's people in prayer, the tourists quiet down. They come in, they, they stomp around, they take pictures, they talk, and I know we need that, their money very much, but um, we don't have enough priests to go around here mm-hmm. in Santa Fe, and, um, and thank you. I got you squeezed in between my electric bill this month. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too sure what your question was, but I want to welcome you to the church. And from what I could hear, I know that you are making great progress. I would recommend to you that you read some of the lives of the saints. I'm sure you have read Faustina. You might get the life of, I would get a kind of a smorgasbord of saints, you know? I would get Catherine of Siena or Teresa of Avila for mystical things. I would get Don Bosco or Mother Cabrini for a more active life. I would get Mary Mazzarella, who was uh, illiterate, but she became a great saint. 
I would get a, a, the, the kind of saints that, like uh, Margaret of Castello, she was humpback, blind, uh, she was born so deformed. She became a great, great saint. I would get different kind of saints books and different kinds of saints. Then I would get the old, old book called Butler's Lives of the Saints. There's a, a, a saint for every day. If you do that and you read your scripture, especially your gospels, you know, the, the words of Jesus penetrate the heart. And if you continue doing that, then see the word goes into your heart, your mind. And then what you're able to do is to, to bring that peace and joy that you find. And when something difficult comes along, huh? when something difficult comes along, then you're able to hang on. You can take it with, with more calmness. You can take it with, with more union with God. You can say, thank you, Lord. I don't understand what's happening. I, I feel terrible about this, but I know you will help me. That thread of God must go through all of our life, whether you're eating, sleeping, drinking, cooking, working, whatever you do. That heart, heart to heart, and that's why I was talking about the sacred heart of Jesus. From now to Friday, why don't we make little acts of reparation? Sacred heart of Jesus, I put all my trust in you. Sacred heart of Jesus, help me. Sacred Heart of Jesus, teach me to love. Teach me to be forgiving. Sacred Heart of Jesus, be my friend. A lot of you need a friend. Why don't you ask Jesus to be your friend? He's the friend of all friends. He'll never fail you. He'll always love you. And he will he wants you to be happy with him in his kingdom. For more about Mother Angelica and to listen to her shows, go to EWTN.com. See you next time on Mother Angelica, answering the call only on EWTN Radio.